what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Spirit-Filled Real Talk with myself, Juliana. I am so grateful that you are here, and I believe in my heart that this message is going to bless you. It is a timely message. It's one that I feel has been building, and I've just been letting it stew, and now I just really feel it's time to release it. So we're going to be talking today really about this scripture. You know it, you've heard it, but do you live it? It's Ephesians 3.20. Okay, and it says this, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Okay, so if you have desired that exceedingly, abundantly, above all we dare ask, think, or imagine kind of life, right? You want it, but maybe for some reason it's eluded you. You want it, but you feel like you're not fully experiencing it in your life. You want it, yet you believe that life is hard, that you just keep facing problems and challenges. Will it ever get easier? You want it, but, okay, I'm coming for you. (laughs) So I do this thing. It's called Ask Juliana, where I allow folks to email me at info.julianapage at gmail.com. So I'll extend the invitation to you as well. But I do it over on IGTV every Wednesday. And I also do it on YouTube as well, just to get more questions answered. And so one of the questions that came up was about what I just said, really, that that there's all of these problems. I just feel like at some point I, I just arrive in life where I don't face all of these problems or challenges. Like, will it ever get easier? Will I ever, you know, get some relief? Can I ever just catch a break, right? Like, that kind of language kept coming up across the board. So I want to address that. And then I also believe in therapy. I've been working with my own therapist. I'm a professional life coach, so I believe that if you are in, particularly if you are in a servant leadership ministry or vocation or even just position where that is your job or that's part of your role, it is so necessary that you create space to process. And if you're not going to do it on your own, it is so powerful to work with a professional. So that's my my little riff and tip on that. But while I was speaking with her, something came to my attention. She introduced me to a gentleman named Eric Erickson who came up with eight stages of psychosocial development. Okay, that's a fancy way of saying that there are stages of development that we grow through to mature and to really evolve into our personality and who we are. And if we skip 
these developmental stages, or if we fly past them, or if we don't learn the lessons from each stage, then we are limited in our knowledge of self. We can have a lot of chaos and crises in our life. He's, he's very popular for coming up with the phrase identity crisis. So I'm going to bring these things together because a lot of what I realized from being introduced to this man was one that I had believed for a very long time that life was just hard, <laughs> right? It's just hard. You have to work hard. You got to figure it out. You got to really just make it happen. And it's that's what it is, right? And I was just living in survival mode my entire life. I didn't know any different. I just thought that that was normal. That's what you do. And then you try to be happy in the midst of that, right? But then the more I started growing in Christ and he's promising me, right, that I'm a new creation, that he's made all things new, right? And I'm hearing these things and his mercies are new every day and I'm starting to grow and mature in Christ, I am starting to become so much more... What's the, the best way to say it is the veil is lifted, right? So everything that was holding you back or limiting you before, you start to see it differently, right? So I'm like, life isn't supposed to be hard. I'm supposed to have and enjoy my life and I'm not doing that. So how do I close that gap, right? So God started taking me on a process. So I want to highlight some of that right now. And then I'm going to walk you through how to break through some of the problems that you might be facing. Okay, I'm going to tie this all together. So similar to Eric Erickson, the second thing that I realized was that I didn't start really trusting or believing until I gave my life to Christ. It didn't happen, okay? Like I just, it was hard to trust. Life was hard. <laughs> People can't be trusted. You've got to isolate and protect yourself, right? It was just a very uncomfortable and very disconnected way to live, but God, right? So in, in, connecting with God and developing a relationship with God and growing in intimacy with God. And intimacy is intimacy, seeing into who is God? What is God's heart, right? What does God promise? How much does God love me? Who does God say that I am? What is the purpose that God has given me, right? Doing that identity work was huge. That's actually where I wrote my first book, right? Reclaiming your spiritual authority, right? I had no clue really who I was, why I was here, any of that. And I was fighting with that since I was 10 was when I was very much aware that I'm like, I have no clue who I am and what I'm supposed to do on this earth, right? And what I've seen is very rough, <laughs> right? So between seeing these developmental stages that this uh, psychologist has come up with, right? And then also having seen God take me through development, it's blowing my mind. So I just want to highlight that it can be enjoyable to actually grow and mature and become who you are. That can be something that is very satisfying, that is very gratifying, that is very fulfilling, okay? But when we think that we can only go to therapy if we have an issue or if we're like those people, right? Or if we don't value maturity, if we, we don't have this vested interest in drawing out our potential, right, we're not going to become 
all that we've been put on the earth to be, right? That can be a very beautiful unfolding of your life, right? And there's so much power in doing this inner work because as you do it, you grow in your courage, you grow in your confidence, you grow in your faith, you grow in your awareness and recognition of God. You grow in this gratitude and humility with God. It is so, so powerful. So I want to highlight some of what the word says about maturity, okay? So a couple of scriptures just to bring this together, and then one that's my anchor verse is what I'm going to use to tie this all together. So 1 Corinthians 14.10 says, Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, okay? Be infants in evil. I mean, don't be good at evil, right? But in your thinking, be mature. So I want to pose that question to you. How are you growing and maturing in your thinking, right? I was one of those folks that was self-helping my way, that was trying to yoga my way and breathe my way into peace, but all of that <laughs> did not bring me the super pe- supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, right? That was something that I was trying to man- manufacture like a crazy person, okay? But this is saying, be mature in your thinking, right? So wisdom now, God's wisdom tells me that we are transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how am I renewing my mind? There's actually some work involved there. Yes, I can read the word, but am I studying it? Am I meditating on it day and night? Am I integrating it into my life? Am I practicing it daily? Am I getting feedback, right? Working with a therapist, for example, is practical wisdom, okay? So here's what I'm processing. Here's how I see this showing up in my life. Or for example, if you're somebody that is having quote unquote, trust issues, where did that root come from? If you have an understanding of where that comes from, then you can also bring that before God and work with God on that exact issue so that you can be delivered from it so you don't keep bringing that into your relationships. It is so, so powerful, right? But there's work there. There is a maturing process, okay? 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says this, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways, okay? So like this gentleman presented, Eric Erickson, these stages of development, as you grow and mature, you learn how to no longer be a child, right? We are designed as as God's children to be childlike, but we don't want to be childish, okay? (laughs) There's a difference. So as you go through these different stages, and you can even turn this into a prayer, God, what would you have me be maturing in in this season? And I like to think of the maturity as fruit of the spirit. Maybe I'm growing in my self-control. Maybe I'm growing in mercy, right? Maybe I'm growing in meekness, but how am I maturing so that I'm no longer showing up in childish ways? And that could be in my thinking, that could be in my emotions, that could be in how I communicate and express myself, that could be in a myriad of ways. But how... Am I no longer reasoning like a child? God, give me this wisdom so that I can operate the way you put me on this earth to operate. With me? Okay. This one is really, really powerful because I remember that I used to feel like life experience was chaos and crisis all the time. And it's just like putting out fires. And I would attract that through jobs and relationships because I, I knew how to handle that stuff, right? But then I just got to a point where I thought, man, I'm exhausted. Tap me out, right? Like, so this one, this verse is so, so powerful. Ephesians 4, 14 to 15 says this. 
so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So we are designed to grow up in Christ. Now, I know when I did my professional life coaching certification years ago, there was this saying that they had that said, we either grow or we die. And how powerful is that, right, in this context? If we're not growing and maturing in Christ, what are we doing, right? Powerful, okay? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, now this one, I'll just give you a couple more. Hebrews 5, 12 through 13. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. Okay? Oh my goodness. All right, and then lastly, Hebrews 6, 1 through 3. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of instruction about washings, the laying of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. So essentially, oh, this is the one that I really love too, sorry. First Peter 2, 2, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. So when we're young, when we're children, right, we can't have solid food. So this is how the word is breaking down maturity, right? We're, we're shifting just from milk to solid food, right? So think about that in your own journey where maybe as this gentleman, the psychologist, Eric Erickson, in these developmental stages has presented, where maybe has your development been stunted? Where maybe do you need to go back and relearn things, but this time, not in your own strength, not in your own understanding, not out of fear, but with God, right? When you go and you do this work, Whenever you look back, it's to garner and to gain the lessons and bring those forward with you. So where might you have been stunted? Where might you still be acting like a child in some sort of way? Because we all have an inner child and we, we all need to reparent ourselves, right? How many of you know that life usually doesn't give any of us, you know, what we, we thought we wanted or what we deserved, right? And so... We need to learn and mature. And what happens is God covers and closes and fills all your gaps. It is so, so beautiful. So all of the unlearning and relearning and detaching and attaching (laughs) and reprogramming, right? And focusing and intention and renewing your mind, all of that works for good. In my own personal experience, God accelerated my learning curve. It has been wild, right? So as much as I felt like I just literally skipped through a bunch of these phases, If I were to look at what Eric Erickson presented, he's got eight stages of development, right? So it looks like I just skipped a lot of those and just went straight into adulthood (laughs) and had to figure that out in my own strength and wisdom and understanding, which was not much, right? You can't do a whole lot out of just yourself, right? Apart from God, you can do no good thing, right? So eventually you're going to peter out. You're going to get exhausted. You're going to burn out in some kind of way. 
It's going to backfire, okay? But with God, he can accelerate that learning curve. He gives you double for your trouble. He redeems the time. He restores the years the locusts have eaten. So what I want to present here before I give you an exercise is that developing and maturing, if you're anything like me, you may have thought the old paradigm may have been that it's hard, that it's never going to get easier, right? Is it even worth it? You could have been in this limited, low vibe story, right? And, and for good reason, because it's been hard for you, right? We're not designed to climb uphill our entire life. We need, we need the peaks. We need the valleys. We need the twists and turns. We need all of it, right? But we need God with us, okay? You don't want to look into your life and just look by yourself because we are always going to be limited in our perspective. But the beautiful thing is with God... He knows how to restore you. He knows how to heal your heart. He knows how to renew your mind. He knows where you're hurting. He knows the tears you've cried. He knows the way you've sacrificed. He knows the pain and the trauma and the things that you've endured. And he's been with you through all of that, right? And he knows how to connect you to the right people to help you grow. He knows how to to allow this process to, yes, be work, but to be enjoyable so that you can actually have and enjoy your life. Because the thing is, what we don't face, right, we can never fix. Meaning we can never release it to God. We can never be delivered of it. It will keep coming up. It'll come up in in distrust. It'll come up in role confusion. It'll come up in insecurity. It'll come up in shame. It'll come up in all these ways that actually prevent us from having and enjoying our life. So what I want to highlight right now is that you can have and enjoy your life even as you're growing and maturing because that's the that's the point, right? We're all walking out our salvation, okay? We're all growing with God and that can be such a fun and beautiful thing every day. And as you get breakthrough, you can release these testimonies of how God is showing up in your life, of how God is delivering you, of how God is using you, right? Of how God has literally flipped your script and changed your narrative, how God has healed you, how God has literally lifted that heaviness off of you. You can share this and encourage people that need it in your world or in your sphere of influence. So know that. If it's hard for you or if it's been difficult, that does not have to be your story and there is hope for you. And you can definitely, if that's intriguing to you, to go check out Eric Erickson. Go look at his work. It could just be helpful to see uh, as a tool, okay? It's a tool. So you can look at it as a tool to guide you in case you really want to focus on a specific area that you can bring to God, right? And then look with God (laughs) at the areas of your life where he's growing and maturing you and how he wants you to focus and grow in this season. But also when you're looking with God, be grateful and celebrate how far he's brought you. Okay. That will give you so much more energy for the work that's yet ahead. Okay. Now to the folks that I mentioned in the beginning, those questions about Ask Juliana, about the problems and does it ever get easier? You might not like what I'm gonna say. (laughs) So here's the thing, problems are not going to go away, okay? You've heard the saying probably new levels, new devils. 
right? Or every next level is going to require a different version of you. It's going to require a different mindset. It's going to require a different carrying capacity. It's going to require a different focus. It's going to require a different resilience, a different amount of courage. It's going to require something different, right? And that's challenging. And that can feel like a problem if you view it that way. So I want to give you some tools that you can implement now. Again, practical wisdom. Okay. First and foremost, you've got to recognize that problems actually need energy to live. Okay. So rather than what we typically do and what I see so often in working with clients is that we focus on the problems and we make them massive, right? We're really good storytellers when it comes to problems. We give it so much energy. We give it so much airtime, right? We just create an just amazing case, right? For all of the things that are stacked up against us, right? However, keep this in mind, a problem needs energy to live. So if that's the case, this is the new, the new wave, okay? Spend 90% of your energy on solutions because the quality of our lives depends on the emotions that we live with, okay? I like to call that our emotional home. Okay, so sometimes depending on our emotional home, we could live in just the difficulty, the disappointment, the frustration, the stress, the anxiety that could be where we live every day. And imagine what the quality of life with somebody that's doing that every day is not so fun, right? But we can live in confidence and courage and boldness and faith and security, right? And we can exercise all of the gifts and activate the gifts that God has given us, right? Wisdom, understanding, patience. We can exercise the fruit of the spirit. We have so many tools that we can choose instead to be focused on solutions and spend all of our energy there, okay? So rather than seeing problems, this is going to be annoying (laughs) if you are in a problem or depending on where you're at, but rather than seeing problems, see growth opportunities, Okay, these challenges, these things that catch you off guard, maybe these things that kind of freak you out when you first experience them, they are growth opportunities and God is using them. Okay, he might not cause all these things, but he's using them for your development journey, for your maturation process in Christ, right? Okay, so first thing, spend 90% of your energy on solutions. Therefore, you're not giving all of the energy to a problem, okay? Now, emotions, I think this is helpful to know. Emotions are literally the energy that we're putting in motion. It's coming from how we think, which then is creating a feeling. And then we typically assign meaning to that feeling or we give it a story and then we behave some sort of way or we don't, okay? So we've really got to pay attention to the meaning that we're assigning to things. And this is going to be the mindset process that you can use to really shift yourself out of something if you're finding it difficult to grow, okay? I've got three steps for you. Number one, make a decision. Dude, (laughs) make a decision. Sometimes we, we just end up in confusion and chaos because we don't trust that divinely inspired action or that idea that we've been given. And we just stay open to all of these things that we could do or all of these ways that it, it could go or we just get caught up in all the meaning of what it is. And usually it's worst case scenarios. But decide, 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 make a decision. 
Number two, rather than what I just described, <laughs> where we freak out, where we just visualize all the worst case scenarios, where we talk about the problem and give it all of our energy, right? Where we build a habit of being indecisive, rather than all that, no, no, no. Flood yourself with certainty instead. Why is this going to work? Why is this a good solution? Why am I a fit to make this happen? What has God told me? Well, if God has told me this, why is that going to work, right? Flood yourself with certainty. Create a case for how well this can go, right? And then lastly, number three, take action. And a lot of times you got to stay with it because God reveals one step at a time, right? So as you take these steps, the problem, quote unquote, dissolves, right? You grow through it. And if you grow through it, then you build a habit of being decisive, right? You recognize that there is no perfect decision and you get all of the feedback that you need as you're trusting God and taking the inspired actions, right? And you've got to accept that you cannot execute at a high level with doubt and uncertainty. So you don't choose that anymore and you give 90% of your energy to solutions, right? This will help you over time to be a better leader. This will help you to carry a very high vibe perspective throughout your life. It will help you to enjoy and be present in the process, right? It will help you get resourceful and just get things figured out, right? With God, key, right? And then you'll actually find that you can lean in and start enjoying it. You will change your psychology, which is all this word is about today, is changing your psychology because 75% of a growth opportunity is psychology and 25% is action. So a lot of the work that we do is internal, okay? It's our mindset. It's processing our emotions. It's really recognizing what is on our heart, okay? And working through these things with God and then whomever the divine helpers that he leads you to that can help you so that you can work this out and actually enjoy it, okay? And so I told you that I have an anchor word that I choose sometimes when you're just like, okay, these are really great tips, Juliana, but I'm in it right now and I just need something. This is what I go to, okay? (laughs) I hear you. It is Proverbs 16.3 and it says this, commit your works to the Lord whatever it is, okay? That project, that relationship, that job situation, that ministry position, whatever it is, commit your works to the Lord. That business, that financial struggle, whatever it is, commit your works to the Lord. What does that mean? Give it to him. It actually says here, submit it and trust it fully to him. It says holy to him, like give it fully to him. Don't give him a little bit, like give him the whole thing. God can do heavy lifting, okay? So commit your works to the Lord. Commit it to him, right? And then as you commit it, this is really cool. This is what happens. As you commit your works to the Lord, okay, what he causes you to do is he causes your thoughts. This is so, so powerful, okay? He causes your thoughts to be agreeable with his will, okay? So that's when we say, not my will, but your will be done, less of me, more of you. As you roll your works over to him, as you commit them and trust them wholly to him, he will cause your thoughts, he will do it. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, 
and what? And so shall your plans be established and succeed. Can I get an amen? Do you want your plans to be established and succeed? Sometimes the thing that we forget when we're facing a problem or a challenge is that we have divine help. We've got supernatural that we can add to our natural. So rather than shutting that off, (laughs) turn that all the way on and commit and roll whatever is on your mind over to the Lord and he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to your will. He'll give you an idea. He'll give you an inspired action. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. He will help you to be patient. He will show up. And what will he do? He will cause your plans to be established one day at a time, one moment at a time. And not only that, he will cause them to succeed. Okay? With God, you are victorious. With God, this can be joyful. This can be fun. You can love who you're becoming one day at a time and one moment at a time. This doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. It can be fun. It can be life-giving. You can be so proud of this work that you're doing every day. You can look forward to it actually because you are mining your soul for gold and then you get to give that to other people. What could be more rewarding and fulfilling than that? That is the greatest gift. It's the best use of your time to do this inner work. It's like cardio for your soul, right? Fitness for your soul. When you're renewing your mind, when God is renewing a right spirit in you, when he's creating in you a clean heart, that work can be uncomfortable because we're vulnerable. We have to think about what we're thinking about. We have to feel things, right? (laughs) But the gold that comes out of you from that, it is priceless It is valuable, and not only does it change your lives, but it will change everything in your life, okay? So my encouragement to you on today is that you can, even now, have and enjoy your life in abundance to the full until it overflows, but it is going to come from doing this inner work, and if you've had a story that this inner work is hard, that trusting people is difficult, that isolating and just avoiding things is the solution, you've been misinformed. Those are lies. You can trust. You can be in healthy, high-functioning relationships. You can live from love. It's possible. It can be easy. It can flow. You can flow downstream versus constantly swimming upstream. It is possible. With God, all things are possible. So whatever that thing is on today that you feel like is just too much, it's too heavy, it's just got you. Proverbs 16.3, roll it over to the Lord, commit it fully to him, repent for all the ways that you've doubted him, right, that you've been living in fear and anxiety, commit it wholly to him and trust in him. Nevertheless, I trust you. Nevertheless, I lean in and expect your goodness, right? Expect him to show up and he will cause your thoughts to come into agreement with his will, his good plans for you, because he's a good father. He will cause your thoughts to come into agreement with his will, and thus your plans shall be established. God will do the how. Your how is not your job. The what and the why. What is it? What is the desire? What is the work that you're committing to God? Why is it important? Why is it valuable? Why do you want it? And God will show you the plan And you will cause that plan to be established in the earth and cause it to succeed. Okay? Amen. Amen. (laughs) 
Well, I hope you received that on today and that this word blessed you. If you want to connect, if you would really love to work with some someone that gets this <laughs> and they can help you with energy leadership for sure from the inside out, just living your life from the inside out and just really stepping into that life that is whole, that is full, that you can actually have and enjoy, go check out julianapage.com. I have a self-mastery course over there. There are coaching programs and different ways for us to potentially work together. There's a lot of great resources, books, and different ways to connect with me. So go check out julianapage.com. And if you haven't followed me here, make sure that you do that. And if this message is totally resonating with you or you're even thinking of a friend, copy the link and share because sharing is caring, right? All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.